0: Of the Legacy Podcast. I'm Michael Kidwell.
1: And I'm Austin Kidwell. Awesome.
0: Welcome. If you are here, go ahead and grab a Bible. We're going to be in the book of James. Book of James, chapter one. Alright, so. Um, so the main point for today is um count it all joy and consider it joy whenever you're facing trials and tribulations mm-hmm. and how um, sometimes you have to go through some struggles before it can get easier. Yeah. And so that that's going to be one of the main points for today. So we're yeah, going re-
1: to I love that we're talking about this cuz you and me right now are both in a position where we're facing some trials Mm -hmm. And uh, we're facing some hard times that, and we're trying to figure out, you know, how how to make ends meet and everything like that. So I'm excited about this one.
0: Yeah, so we're going to start in verse 2 of James 1. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. So they are at the start is already talking about when troubles of any time come, consider it an opportunity for great joy. And so he's already starting off with, hey, when hard times come, consider it a happy time. And you and I both know when troubled times come, you're not thinking, oh, let me find the joy in this situation right now.
1: Yeah, and I mean, not only is it for face value, like Michael just said, extremely hard to be able to do that but I mean if you think ab- about it um, when you look at it on a spiritual side of things when you're facing tribulations trials and tribulations in your spiritual life of and you're really struggling to get in the word or you're really struggling in your prayer life or you're really struggling uh, having having a deeper connection with with jesus and you're going through these trials and these tribulations you know it's it's even hard in the spiritual side of things to Mm -hmm. find that joy in that time but here james is saying you know consider it an opportunity for great joy so you you know it's may not be easy but it's a challenge to for us as christians to be able to find the joy in our trials
0: right And so in verse 3, we'll continue. It says, For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask, him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty. For a hold on, my bad. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. So let's let's go back to um verse three and four. It says, For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So, just like um people that run races, they don't just show up and are ready to run. Yeah. You have to run laps and you have to grow this endurance, especially if you're a cross country runner because you're going to be running for quite a while and so it comes with practice, it comes with training, and so whenever God sends a trial or he he sends you a test it's so that he can build you up, not tear you down.
1: Yeah, and what I'm seeing here, um, especially in verse 4, is you can see that, you know, after reading verse 2, you're like, man, how am I supposed to consider my trials, find joy in my trials and, you know, everything like that? Well, this is kind of giving you a way to do that, or how that's going to be possible maybe in the future is it's a it's a growing thing you're not gonna automatically be able to find joy in your trials or tribulations, right. but as you grow and learn about you know Jesus and your relationship with Jesus, you build that endurance with him so you have that close connection with him, that close relationship with him, so that when those trials do come. Instead of focusing on what's going on, you can turn your focus to Jesus Mm -hmm. and find that joy.
0: Right, right. And I like how it says, um, if you need need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. And so it, it comes with not just wisdom, but anything. The Lord's not going to be like, Why are you asking? He's never going to do that. He's going to, more, more likely, he's going to be like, Thank you for asking and yeah. thank you for coming to me with your problems. I was waiting for you to take the step because the Lord gives us free will. And mm-hmm. with that, it's our choice to make. He can't force us to mm-hmm. love Him, or that's not true love.
1: Yeah. And with what you just said, it's a perfect segue into that next this verse in verse six because we do have a generous god and he does want to answer our prayers because he does love us but verse six is super important because there's a lot of people that you know call themselves christians and you know at his value they are probably you know when you look at them they're probably some of the best christians you know they're they're real good people, but there's a group of Christians that um in this world are called more of a prosperity Christian. Mm-hmm. And those are the Christians that um like I just said at face value they seem like great people, which right. they probably are. I'm not saying they're horrible people, but they believe in a type of prosperity where when you ask you will always receive and that comes in forms of physical things like planes boats cars money all that type of stuff and that's just not what god is really intending us to want you know what we should want and that's why i think verse six is so important and why it connects good to what you were just saying because we do have a generous god and he does love us he wants to answer our prayers but like verse six just says it says but when you ask him be sure that your faith is in God alone. Mm-hmm. God alone. You you can ask for a million things from God, but if you aren't asking it in full faith and trust that He will supply for you, then it's just it's not gonna be something that God um will be able to do for you. And mm-hmm. he's it's con- you, if you continue reading that verse, it says, "Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty." As unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Let's. I'd like to give him an example. So let's just say that you're. Um, I I needed a favor from you. I I needed a uh, hundred dollars because times are rough. I'm going through some trials, finding it hard to find some joy. But I need groceries right. bad. Right. So I ask Michael for a hundred dollars just for grocery money. I tell him that he's going. Uh, to get paid back, right? Well, let's say I take that hundred dollars, and uh, that very next day, Michael sees on Snapchat that I'm at the uh, casino and I'm spending that hundred dollars instead of on groceries, on, you know, gambling and everything like that. Right, or you're at
0: the Astros or you're at the Astros game or something (laughs) like that,
1: and that you can see is I asked him with a with good intent, but now I have divi- divided loyalty in mm-hmm. Michael. Michael's loyalty in me is now divided because he I asked for this hundred dollars for a specific thing, but now but now uh I've used it for something else and that can bring um you know struggles for trust in each other and everything right. like that. And so it's the same way with God. I mean, we can ask him for so much. But another thing to consider is, you know, we were talking about joy. Are you asking things out of a a place of faithfulness and trust in God and everything like that? Mm -hmm. Um, But are you going to use what you're asking for God for good? Are you going to use it for joy? Are you going to use it for him, his way or anything like that? because that most likely will answer a lot of the questions that you're going to be asking God before you even ask him is is what I'm asking for going to be able to be something I will be able to use to glorify him
0: right and in um verse 8 where it says their loyalty is divided between God and the world and they are unable they are unstable in everything they do and to go back on what you were saying is if you were to go to someone and ask them for something with no intentions on paying it back, yeah. then how do you expect them whenever you're really in need to help you?
1: Yeah.
0: And it's it's almost the same way with God. How are you going to ask God for something when you're not going to feed back into um the the church, yeah. which is why he gives us gifts and callings is so that we can use them to bring it back into ministry and to edify the body of Christ. And so if if you have a gift or you have a calling that the Lord has given you and you're not doing anything to build the kingdom of God, then you're wasting it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um it was um kind of like I mean, we've struggled with that at um, things from our church Mm -hmm. um, with people that have gifts, callings, and no matter what the gift is, but just they just lay dormant and they don't feel like activating those gifts. But this gift is something that God has given you and you should use to glorify Him Mm -hmm. and use to honor Him. Um, I'm not saying like, whether you like it or not that's not the right way to you know look at it that's not the right um you know type of way to think of, think of it but we have to realize that we from probably a young age or whatever your age is when you begin praying and asking God for things we spend a lot of time as Christians asking for for from, from God right for whatever it may be so it's not like these gifts that you have is a use them or else type of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's think about all the things that you've been asking of God. Right. All he's asking of you is to love him, have a relationship with him, and use the gifts that he's, given, that he's given you to activate your faith in your walk with him to spread his love and spread the gospel with others. Because I'll tell you what, one, one of the easiest ways to spread the gospel isn't through talking to someone and sharing the gospel with them. It's just using your gift for his will. Right. If, you're, if your gift is, if you have the gift of, you know, uh, teaching kids or ministering to kids, maybe you don't have to physically preach to them and share the gospel with them every single day or every Sunday or every Wednesday but I guarantee you when you're doing that you're ministering to those kids' parents as well. Right. Right, right. right. And you're not even saying anything to the parents. Mm-hmm. So you have to think about the fact that God has given you these gifts not just for one specific thing, but your gifts may be able to reach a range so much broader than what you think they could.
0: Right. That's that's really true and like um for for you and I both being on the, the worship team, and a lot of the times we don't truly know how much our gift is um, really drawing people in or yeah. um, how much it really affects people until, like, after service when people come up and go, hey, y'all did a really good job. I
1: mean, yeah, that happens all the time. Like, so we practice for Sunday morning worship every Saturday morning and then again on Sunday mornings and there'll be times there's been plenty of times where during practice I'm really in the spirit and I'm just being refreshed and filled by God but then we get to the actual service and I'm just out of it I feel like nothing's going right I can't catch my catch my cues right I mean I'm not on, on the right key uh, you know I feel like the world's just ending. But those are the Sundays that, after service, like you just said, I'm having the most people come up to me and they're, you know, talking to me about how refreshed they were and Mm -hmm. how amazing worship was and how they were able to find, you know, help for our time in worship. And it kind of shocks me because I'm thinking to myself, everything just went wrong. But right here this, there's this person that doesn't know necessarily what the right thing in the song is or the wrong thing, but right. they are just enjoying the time of worship, and I'm able to use my gift to allow them to do that. and it's not me that's doing that, right. It is God through me. I uh, say it all the time when we're about to practice or whatever and we're praying. I, we always, I always say the same prayer, Lord, fill us up so that we can overflow your love your mercy, your grace, whatever it may be that these people need during this time of worship, I, we, we pray that it can be an overflow out of us through the worship, not right uh, us on our own will, because we're not God, and we're not these people's saviors, mm-hmm. so we can't save them from what they're, what's going on in their lives. Only God can, but right. in that time of worship, while we're able to use our gifts, God can overflow through us in the use of our talents to reach these people. And it's just awesome to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, and like for for me, um, I I, I think I have one of the worst voices in all the world. And every now and then Richard'll put um a song that I sing and I'm like, This is gonna go horribly wrong. I I I don't think it sounds good, but yet after service, I have so many people coming up to me and saying, like, what you sang today really touched me, and it wasn't the fact that I sounded good or um, everything was going right. It was the fact that it was just coming from my heart, Yeah. and sometimes that's all that really um, will minister to somebody is sometimes you feel like you're giving it your all, and you're not doing enough, or um. You you feel like you could be doing more,
1: yeah.
0: But there's nothing at the moment that you can do, yeah. But yet, when people see how much heart is behind what you're doing, mm-hmm. is really when God can touch somebody. And
1: that's the overflow that I was mm-hmm. talking about right there. It's those times that we may be using our gifts and whatever or what whatever and God. Or we feel like we just have nothing to give. We're we're burnt out, or maybe we're just tired, but God can work through us in the overflow to touch the hearts of people. And, you know, we're talking about gifts right now, you know, activating gifts that God has given us. And it took me a long time as well to realize some of the gifts that God has given me. I grew up extremely Uh, anxious and stressed out you you know it firsthand yeah and you know I've really struggled in public talking to people and just in any public uh, atmosphere or anything like that and um, I had somebody come up to me during camp one time and they were like uh, because I was you know probably acting a clown or something I don't Mm -hmm. know camp was like one of the only times in my childhood that I was able to kind of be outgoing or feel like myself because everywhere else I just was so anxious and stressed out and um was scared right. of everything that was going on and I had somebody come up to me and they told me they were you know said to me you're going to you're going to be um someone who is going to be super comfortable talking in front of crowds and you're going to be perfectly fine being able to talk in front of people and I actually laughed because the person they were seeing there at camp wasn't the person that I was outside of, you know, camp. Right. And, you know, I was probably, you know, elementary years to middle school or whatever. And, you know, through college and everything and being in youth ministry at our church and being somewhat of a youth leader, I was able to use moments in youth to talk you know share the message or whatever and um, in college you know there's so many um, you know uh, what do you call them group projects yeah projects and things like that you have to do and I kind of broke out of that shell and through worship at the church um, I started in 2018 and I was so scared um, doing that I was terrified they I put myself in a corner of the stage and just kind of played the bass and nothing else. And now I am so confident because I have a God that is in the lead. I have a God that is in the forefront of my worship and I'm not doing it on my own will that now I can stand on the stage in confidence Mm -hmm. and worship God and you know lead the church in worship. And I can go anywhere in public and now be able to make an announcement or say something to someone. And, you know, Mardi Gras, we go to Mardi Gras in Galveston every year. Mm -hmm. Never in my wildest dream when I was younger would I have ever thought that I would be able to physically go up to someone and say anything to them, especially about Jesus. Right. And now not only am I able to pass out tracts, but I'm able to have one-on-one conversations with people and share the gospel and I don't want anything that I'm saying to sound prideful or that I'm being boastful or anything like that because I'm not I have not been able to make this transition and um activate the gift that God has given me without Jesus himself. Right. It was Jesus through me that was uh that allowed me to be able to activate these gifts.
0: And that um what we were talking about leads us perfectly into verse 9 where it says believers who are poor have something to boast about for God has honored them and those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them they will fade away like the fl- like a little flower in the field and just like we were saying w- if whatever you have give it to the Lord and he will honor you yeah. and so when when i was first reading this i i thought money was like Believers who are poor have something to boast about, and I was at first I was like, "Well, if you're poor, how how are you going to boast about it? You you don't have anything. Yeah. You're, you're poor. You don't have anything." Yeah. And then, like when we were talking, I realized that it's not about money. It's about what you give back to the Lord, yeah. and it can be your time. It can be your finances, but really, all He wants is you. Yeah. And so, when you're giving back, that's when the Lord is being honored, and you're truly humbling yourself.
1: Yeah, I think right now this is a perfect place to stop and pray. We've been talking about so much about gifts and callings and everything like that from the Lord, and I feel like there's somebody who's going to listen to this, and they're going to have some sort of gift or calling from the Lord that they haven't activated yet, or they're stressed out, or they're afraid to move into that new um, season in their life to be able to activate a gift. And I pray that, I want to pray that, you know, barriers and walls can get broken down and people can feel alive in Christ to be able to activate their gifts, no matter what it is, whether it's something to do with your work, whether it's, you know, talking to people or ministry-wise as something you're able to do in your ministry, Um, but everybody has gifts. I Mm -hmm. feel like this. we should pray that, because I know there's people out there that have gifts. They know that they have these gifts, and they want to be able to use these gifts for for good and for God, but they just don't maybe know how to, or um, maybe they're too afraid to do that. So I think we should pray. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for uh, the words that were spoken, and Father God, we ask that um, you Put these words into the ears that need to hear it, Father God and Jesus. We we pray over gifts and callings, Father God. We it was such an amazing uh, uh, chance to talk about the gifts and some of our personal gifts and um, some of the things that we've gone through. That uh, you, Jesus, without you, um, these gifts can be used, but they will not ever be used for for good, Father God, or or to help anybody. So Jesus, I pray for those that are out there that have gifts and callings that you have put in their life that maybe they're too scared or maybe they're afraid right now to activate those gifts. But Jesus, we ask that you break the walls of anxiety and fear down, Father God, that these people can use these gifts for good. Father God, I am a living sacrifice of and proof that once you allow Jesus to break those walls of anxiety and fear down, that he can use your gifts for so much good, Father God. And Lord, we ask that you make gifts and callings known to people that maybe they don't feel like they have any, but Father God, you give everybody gifts. So we ask that you make gifts known, Father God, you make callings known, that Jesus, you can put us in the forefront to be able to share your gospel and share your love to people through our gifts. It may not even be a conversation with somebody, it may not be one-on-one with somebody, maybe you just have a gift that can reach people um, outside of a conversation or outside of ministry. Maybe it's at their job, maybe it's through their family, whatever it may be, Jesus, you know your plan, Father God, and we ask that you just activate people right now, those people that are going to be listening to this. We ask for that you activate hearts, you activate minds, and Father God, you give us a good rest of our day, Father God and Lord, I ask that everyone that hears this can be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. And um, with that, we we ask that you would like and subscribe on our YouTube as well as our Facebook. Um, all of our episodes are on YouTube as well as Spotify and anywhere else you can find um, podcasts. And thank you again for yeah, listening.
1: Yeah. If there's ever a certain topic that y'all would like to talk to us about, definitely leave it in the comments. Uh, Every single place that you can find this podcast, I don't know if, like, Apple Podcasts, you can leave comments on podcasts. I don't think so. I I don't think so. But I know on YouTube and Facebook, you can leave comments once we post those podcasts. If there's ever a specific uh, topic or something like that that y'all would like us to talk about, Definitely put it in the comments, and we will definitely do that for y'all. We're open for to talk about anything. We're open books. We just enjoy uh, being able to sit down together, share some personal stories, read the Bible a little bit, share some love, the love of Jesus Christ to y'all.
0: Yeah, and also, if you have any prayer requests, um, feel free to post it in the comments as well. Um, we will read them, and we will pray for them. Um, And with that, this is a Legacy Podcast. I'm Michael Kidwell.
1: I'm Austin Kidwell.
0: We'll see you next time.